Welcome to the Metro Detroit Christian Church Podcast. Up next, you will hear a message delivered by one of our pastors or guest speakers. We pray that you encounter Jesus Christ as you engage with this message. Open up to the book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament. I never know if there should be two B's or two K's in Habakkuk. I always put two B's and it's supposed to be two K's. Habakkuk. Are you ready? We're heading into a day of power. This is real. And we need the word to give us the vision, the perspective, the understanding of what God is doing. I'm hoping and praying that what I preach today will help frame the last three years a little bit and and take us into this coming Saturday. You know, the word, the word is living. The Bible is living. It's not a stale document. It's, and it's intended by God to, um, for those who are disciples, who will seek the Lord in the scriptures, the scriptures will open up and, and pathways, patterns that are in the scripture are opening up for us to see what God is doing in our life. So the scriptures revealed become the pathway to our destiny. So Habakkuk. Who was Habakkuk? It says in verse 1, the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw, chapter 1, verse 1. So Habakkuk was a prophet. We don't know when exactly Habakkuk prophesied, but he does speak in the first chapter about God raising up the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, in chapter 1, verse 6. So we can safely assume that he wrote this book in, a, in somewhere in a 25-year period between the time when Babylon conquered Nineveh and the Assyrian Empire, which took place in 612 B.C., and the time when Babylon conquered Jerusalem in 587. So somewhere between 612 and 587, somewhere in there, the Lord gave this word to Habakkuk. So Habakkuk lived through um, an, an incredible season of time. He's, it's very likely that he lived during the time of a godly king named Josiah who ruled from 640 B.C. to 609 B.C. And he gave this prophecy during the time of one of Josiah's successors, So Habakkuk knew what it was like to live in a time of revival. Israel experienced a revival under Josiah. And he saw the nation rise under Josiah's leadership, and then he saw it fall under future kings. It's devastating for him. He saw a people that were once like on fire, literally a whole nation 
was on fire for God. And then by the time after Josiah died, things just declined, and they declined quickly. And the nation slipped into lethargy and sin and idolatry. So he lived in a time of a national revival followed by a period of spiritual decline. So here's some of the things he saw. This is 2 Chronicles 34, verse 1. This is what happened under the reign of Josiah. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And he walked in the ways of his father, David. David was probably 400, almost 400 years prior to Josiah. But Josiah saw him as his father. You know, we live in a fatherless generation. And God wants to give us fathers. These men can become our fathers. Fill in all the gaps and holes of the inappropriate or lack of fathering that most of us have probably experienced. So he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and he walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. So Josiah followed in the pattern of David. He modeled his kingdom after David 400 years prior. And when he came into power, he, he began really even as a preteen, 12, 11, 12, 13 years, and into his early teen years, he began purging Judah and Jerusalem of all the high places, all the places of idol, idol worship, wooden images, carved images, molded images that were all over in culture. He broke them down. He broke down the altars of Baal. He burned the priests that were advancing idolatrous worship. He killed them and burned them. He cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. Then he began repairing the temple. The temple had fallen into disrepair. And he began asking, calling for tithes and offerings again. The prior kings hadn't called for tithes and offerings. The priests hadn't been doing their duty. And the whole temple system had degenerated. He began calling for tithes and offerings and using the money to rebuild the temple. While they're rebuilding the temple, in the process, someone discovered something called the book of the law. So they had literally lost touch with the scriptures that had been written up to that point in time. They were completely out of touch. It was like a... Like a, a, a the, the, the lost ark. And here it was. They discovered the book of the law somewhere in the recesses of the temple under some dust or hidden in some closet somewhere. And they brought out this book and they brought it to King Josiah and they read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy and probably Joshua, Judges, and, and other books, the Psalms. They read these books to Josiah, and he just tore, he was grieved. And he said, oh my goodness, we are under the wrath of God because we have strayed from the pattern of the scriptures. 
You know, I've been really um, enjoying, my wife lately has just um, been sitting down at the, um, in the couch having her time with the Lord in the morning, and she's listening to Genesis and Exodus being read to her by this great British guy. <laughs> they know how to read the scriptures better than anybody. <laughs> I actually was sick a couple weeks ago, and I had started doing the same thing. It was so powerful, just having the words read. They just kind of go in. If you don't go into hyperanalysis mode, they actually go in and start building things. So that's what happened to Josiah. They read the book of the law. They also called it the book of the covenant. And he began saying, okay, we got to change. We've got to change. And he called the whole nation, the priests, the elders, um, all the leaders, and every inhabitant of Judah and Jerusalem. He called them together, and he had the whole book of the covenant read to them. Then after that, he reinstituted the Passover, which... Is coming up, the next Passover is coming up at the beginning of April. We're going to have cross immersion right in the middle of Passover. He reinstituted the Passover, which they weren't celebrating, when God commanded them to remember all the works he had done in that time in Israel's history. They're to remember it forever. Pastor Lisa was telling me on the way over today as we're driving in the car, she goes, you know, the, what God did in Egypt the plagues he poured out. Nothing like that has happened in history. And God commanded them, never forget this. The whole Bible recalls what God did to Israel in setting them free from Egypt. It's even talked about in the book of Revelation. 1,600 years after it happened, it's still fresh in people's minds. It needs to be fresh in our mind. And Josiah refreshed the whole nation in the revelation of who God is in delivering his people and judging wicked rulers. Wow. They had hundreds of thousands of sacrifices that they offered. Cattle, sheep, goats. In fact, the, the leaders and Josiah, they purchased animals for everybody in the nation. So everybody could have an animal to bring. Israel was a bloodbath. This is Josiah. This is a time of revival. And, and then he put in place the singers. As David and Heman and Jedithan and Asaph, they're called, and different of these guys are called seers. In the time of David, these, he had seers, these prophetic people around him, and they together received these patterns from heaven of the role of singing in the government of God on the earth. They got that pattern. Josiah picked that back up, and he put the singers back into place according to the divine pattern given to David. Habakkuk saw that, experienced it. Then, in the reign of one of Josiah's successors, Jehoiakim, 2 Chronicles 36, 5 to 8, we read this. Jehoiakim did evil in the sight of the Lord his God. 
the abominations he did and what was found against him. Indeed, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. So we will go from a good king to a bad king. And Habakkuk opens his book that we're that we've just opened up to. He, he wrote this book, and he says, the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw, the heaviness, the weight of what he was seeing in his nation. And here's what he describes as going on in his nation in Habakkuk 1, 1 to 4. Do you see it up there? The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw, O Lord, How long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you and say violence and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. Their strife and contention arises. Therefore, the law is powerless. Have you you felt a burden about the nature of the law in our nation. It's powerless. Habakkuk was feeling the weight of the powerlessness of the law to establish righteousness in the nation. And justice doesn't go forth. Don't you wanna just pull your hair out when a judge doesn't judge rightly? Habakkuk says, the wicked surround the righteous, therefore perverse judgment proceeds. And so Habakkuk is crying out to God about iniquity, trouble, plundering, violence, strife, contention, the powerlessness of the law and justice not going forth and perverse judgment prevailing in the nation. I tell you, this is a picture of the Western, it's the picture of the world right now. Habakkuk saw trouble and sin everywhere from personal relationships in people's lives all the way up to the courts of the law. This distressed him so much that he cried out to God and he asked God, why don't you bring your judgment and immediately correct this? Why are you allowing this? Why don't you bring immediate judgment? Correction. Have you ever felt that way? Sometimes I just feel the weight of it. It says, God, how long? (laughs) Well, Habakkuk raises this question and God answers. Habakkuk 1, 4, and 5 is God's answer to Habakkuk's question and crying out. And here's what God says. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. Is that up there? This is, you can also look in the Bible or look up there. Wherever you want to look, you're going to find the word of God. (laughs) Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. For indeed, I'm raising up the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, a bitter and hasty nation which marches through the breadth of the earth to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. That's God's answer 
to corruption and the fallenness of a nation that's intended by God to be righteous and centered around the worship of the living God. The nation's fallen, Israel's fallen, and Habakkuk says, what are you gonna do about it? And God says, look among the nations, I'm gonna raise up a foreign country and give them access to the whole globe. I'm gonna, it's a fierce nation. In fact, have you ever heard of the phrase, it's too good to be true? God says to Habakkuk, it's too bad to be true, what I'm about to raise up. Be utterly astounded. I will work a work in your day that you won't believe. It's too bad that you can hardly believe it. What I'm going to allow Babylon to do on this planet will astound you. It's a terrible, dreadful nation that is coming to bring the judgment of God. He, he says all sorts of things about the Babylonian nation. He says their dignity proceeds from themselves. They commit offense. They ascribe power to their own gods. So God Almighty is the one who's allowing it. And yet, the one who's implementing the judgment believes it's their idols. It's terrible. It's dreadful. It's offensive. You know, I believe that this is a picture of what we have experienced in the past three years. It's called the beast system, the rise and fast acceleration of a dreadful, horrible system. What is the beast system? The beast system is a governing cultural dynamic affecting entire nations and the world. It's an interconnection of political, economic, business, judicial, educational, media, and health systems fueled by the devil and working together to eradicate God as creator. This is the goal of the beast system. All of this, this summary is a summary of the book of Revelation, and we had a whole weekend on this in October 2019 called the Raising Up the Ecclesia. We did a deep dive into the beast system, but we need a refresher in it. We need to know what is this world power, this evil, corrupt, abusive system that God is allowing. It is a governing cultural dynamic fueled by the devil, interconnecting all the institutions of culture for the purpose of eradicating the revelation of God as creator. The revelation of Jesus as king. These cultural rulers do not want God being proclaimed in education for people to raise their children under the revelation of God. They do not want the revelation of God as creator. They want evolutionary theory everywhere in culture. They don't want Jesus being proclaimed as who he is, as the one clearly revealed. For anybody who reads and believes this, Christ is revealed as the king of human governments. Yeah. 
They don't want that proclaimed. These world rulers, they do not want the body of Christ rising up as a ruling, governing body. They're content with the body of Christ being within its four walls and having religious services. The beast system wants to eradicate the revelation of this book as being scriptures inspired by God himself. The beast system is a counterfeit system to Christ's kingdom, manifesting in a world government of elite politicians, financial executives, judges, journalists, teachers and professors, scientists and health administrators, all functioning out of the same demonically inspired worldview. So we don't have necessarily one specific country rising up as a world empire as what was happening in Habakkuk's time. We have a spiritual system, the Babylon system, according to the New Testament, that is an interconnected system across all nations. And we have seen a fast acceleration of this beast system at work in the world in these past three years. But the revelation God is giving to Habakkuk that he wants us to have is that God is in control and he's using the beast system, he's using Babylon as his instrument of judgment. God is using the Babylon system to reveal the impotent religious nature of the church. And he's setting the stage for his worldwide revival. That's the purpose of the beast system. That's the purpose God has given access. Why we've seen like like incredible inroads of just foolishness into all the cultural decision makers of the world. It's like God just decided it's time. I'm going to just let this beast thing go. Why? To show us we need to change. <laughs> we need to quit doing church usual. It's a judgment. Judgment begins in the household of God, it says in 1 Peter. Are you ready to come out of what you're in? You know, one of the problems, one of the problems of people who've been around a while in church is they get very familiar with the whole process and all the words and the pastors and the people. It's a problem for me. And it requires us to dig a little deeper. Dig past the familiar. Familiarity with me. Familiarity with the words. Familiarity with our services. Let's dig. And let's dig through the soil until we hit some fresh, flowing, underground springs from God. And they spring yeah. up. 
God is releasing this beast system, allowing this beast system to call us out of what we know. It is the hardest thing in the world to leave what you know. Everything in the human disposition clings to what they know. Your new man is somebody you don't know. It takes the power of God that is greater than his powerful intervention that set brought Israel out of Egypt and parted the Red Sea and brought them into a promised land. Six million people, a great movement on the planet. The blood of Jesus is much greater than that. And it takes that to jar you out of your clinging to what you know about yourself called your old man. Father, I pray for a hit. I pray you'd send us into six weeks of being hit with power like put your hands up inside us in between our skin and our muscles, is that it? Get underneath us, get inside us. The, just gonna take a minute here. The greatest thing God has given the ecclesia, you, are you a member of the ecclesia, the body? Are you, are you a Christian? Yes. <laughs> the greatest thing God has given you is Christ teaching you personally yes. to put off, put that off. <laughs> are we better? Thank you. Kind of knocks the power out of the point I was gonna. <laughs> Greatest gift. God knows you need something. You need a Kleenex. God knows you and I need something. We need Christ personally teaching us, showing up with power, like we saw with, with John and Mandy's revelations. We must have those. Powerful instructions of Christ, which Ephesians 4 says, when you get that power encounter, you are, you are enabled to throw off the old man. You can't do it without the power encounter. The gift God gives us is Christ coming in power, enabling us to put off the ways we are living and put on something brand new. Like, who wants to go press through the narrow, that just, you got to go through some, sometimes you have to press out of religion and familiarity, you got to press. You got to like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of what I know. You got to press yourself. To get rid of the old man, not by your flesh, but you got to take hold of this power to throw off the old, throw off what you're familiar with, and put on the new. That's the way the body grows up. 
God has released, allowed the beast system to wake us up and say, leave what you know. God is offering this generation that is fatherless and motherless, that has completely lost all authority and culture. God is offering a generation, motherhood and fatherhood. He's offering an age of patriarchs and matriarchs once again. He's showing up in people's lives. In some circles, you can't even use the word patriarch. It's a dirty word. It is, it is a sign of oppression. And yet, this is the work of God in the earth to raise up patriarchs and matriarchs. Come on, how many of you want to come out of whatever cursed system you grew up in? God is showing up like he did to Abraham to remove you out of that cursed system and impart fatherhood and motherhood to you. To make you great in the land, to make you great in your family line. God is moving to set you at the head of your line. To establish a new line. Paul comes into the city called Pisidian Antioch in Acts 13. And he quotes... Can you go back to... Um, um, have we looked at Habakkuk 2? No, no, no. no. I mean, um, Habakkuk 1, 4, and 5. Paul comes into Pisidian Antioch. He preaches the gospel. He says this amazing thing. He says, <clears throat> he preaches about Jesus. Jesus died. Jesus rose again. If you believe it, you can get set free from every curse in the law of Moses. This is what he says. You know, there's like how many curses in Deuteronomy 28 alone? Huh? I don't know. You just 7,000? <laughs> Close, you know, 60 some, I think. Listen. Like, it, like, it's ridiculous that people who say that Christians can't be, have generational curses. It's just ridiculous. People who say that don't ask questions that go beyond surface to probe what's going on in their wife or husband <laughs> or their children or themselves. You know why you need the gospel? Because without the gospel, you're cursed. You're cursed if you get out of the gospel. It's not like the gospel is a one-time thing where you convert and then you're free from all your curses and you have a fairy tale life. No, the gospel is a way of living. That's why we got to do the cross immersion on April 8th. We've got to do it. 
get refreshed in the gospel. Paul comes into Pisidian Antioch and says to all these people, like, hey, if you believe this, something's going to rush into your life and remove all the curses, all of them, from your family. And then he says, and then there was this, this war in the city. The Jews didn't believe it, and the Gentiles did believe it. The Gentiles were thinking, this is too good to be true. This is too good to be true. And then Paul says, look out. You are going to be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. He quotes this verse, and it's like he quotes it like a double-edged sword. He says, if you believe it, it's going to be too good to be true. If you don't believe it, it's going to be too bad to be true. I'll give you three weeks. After three weeks, it's gone. And the Gentiles are going, give it to me. Give me an outpouring I don't deserve that dismantles all the, fills in all these cracks in my body all the way back to, to the beginning of my conception. Give me that. I want it. They're rejoicing. And the Jews say, forget it. We don't want that. And it's like something so bad, it's too bad to be true, came on them. Lord, keep us on the right side of the line you're drawing in the nations. Keep this people. I pray you keep us. Keep us. Uh, these, I am the shepherd. Pastor Lisa and I are the shepherds, the under shepherds of you, the great shepherd, over these sheep. Keep us on the right side of the line. I pray you make each one of us candidates of a too-good-to-be-true gospel. <laughs> Somebody should jump up and take that. Just throw off, throw off the prophecies of doom and curse. Throw off mental illness. Give you a too good to be true life. You don't deserve it. It's a free gift from God. Oh, I'm telling you, don't get too familiar with the gospel. Curses roll off this congregation. With you, Lord, there's plenteous forgiveness. Every single sin. With Christ, there's forgiveness. Oh, let forgiveness roll down. We forgive ourselves of all our shortcomings. And we forgive everybody who sinned against us. Thank you, Lord, for a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance, a thousandth chance. Thank you, Jesus. There, you're just getting set free. It's most. <sighs> like, honor the anointing. If the anointing's on you, honor it. That is from Jesus himself. The anointing is not just a feeling. 
It is something invisible like dew, like sparkling air molecules. I can't describe the anointing, but it comes directly from Jesus. From his highest place in the heavens to set you free. It's a complete interruption to the demonic strategies over your life. That's what the anointing is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love for us, Lord. <laughs> He's setting you free. <laughs> I like what's happening right over here in that row right there. It's like a really good thing's happening there. The, you know what the Lord doesn't like? He doesn't like songs where he's saying, he has made me glad, and you're not glad. <laughs> he, that, he, he, has, he has something to say about that in Amos. It's like, get rid of your songs of mirth. They're empty. Give me a song of mirth that's, that's integral with what's going on in your life. <laughs> I tell you, something that is not of religion is coming down the pike here. I'm just going to say over on this side. That's If you're uncomfortable right now, you could, you, you could probably use a little bit of deliverance from a religious spirit. Tell me, okay, <laughs> tell me, tell me. I'm not, trying to make, I'm not trying to manufacture this. I'm just trying to give room for Jesus. Tell me, what was it like when Jesus walked the earth and was setting everybody free from, like, generations of demons? Was it? That, that, was, a, that was a nice teaching. <laughs> Yes, with a bunch of Middle Eastern people. They don't even know how to do that.
you know, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do in a service if somebody else is getting blasted and you're not? Just relax. <laughs> Enjoy it. And let them have their day. <laughs> Don't get all like, oh, how come that happening to me? I don't know why it's not happening to you. <laughs> You're okay. Jesus died for you. <laughs> it's all still true. Like, seriously, relax, <laughs> enjoy it. <clears throat> okay, if, if your kids come in, they got a, like, you give them a gift and they're jumping up and down in the living room, are you, like, all uptight that you're not jumping up and down in the living room? <laughs> no. You're going, look at my kids, they're happy. Enjoy your brothers and sisters. Something just might sneak up on you. Do you know why the Lord's falling on those four right there? You know why? Because they need it. <laughs> if, if you want power, you have to know your need. If you don't need this, then go to another church. Wow, it's been a long time since I said that one. <laughs> oh. Someone brought their friend today and they're, they... They said, they said that their friend told them they would see something here they would never saw before. And they told me, and, and, this, and I said, just fasten your seatbelt. Tight? I remember my first time experiencing this. My, it was my wife doing that. Every demon in hell was crawling up my inside. <laughs> If you could have seen my inner man. 
<laughs> Every control spirit in the northwest section of hell was manifesting through me. <laughs> I was going, bring her under authority. What is going on here? Remember that. Oh Lord, revive your work in the middle of the years. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the outpouring of the 90s come on us in increased measure. Let it hit this house like lightning. of the Lord Jesus Christ. What brought you out of religion is going to keep you out of religion. <laughs> Why did you leave? Why did you leave that church? Why did you leave that denomination? Why did you leave? Because power was coming on you. And you said, give me the power. Let me tell you, the power is coming on us to take us to a place we don't know. This is the river of God, and it has a unique destination, a real destination in mind. It is not random. It is God's river. And only those who let go of the oars and let go of the sails get to go to the destination that God has in mind, which is the kingdom of God on earth. Be utterly astounded, for I am working a work in your day which you would not believe, even if it were told you. You're, you are either going to have a too-good-to-be-true life, or you're going to have a too-bad-to-be-true life. How do you get on the right side of the line? Believe. All you have to do is believe. This is the work of God. Believe in the one he sent. And something too good to be true, you don't deserve it, will come upon you, chase you down, tackle you, and give you blessing you don't deserve. Believe. Believe. Generational religion comes out of you now today. The inheritance of your father and your mother is coming on you today. 
There's a dividing line. It's right in this room today. Get on the right side of the line and believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. I'm calling everybody in this room to be saved today. Lift up your hands to God. Surrender to God. Surrender to his power. Surrender to his salvation. Surrender to his deliverance. It's coming in waves. I'm telling you, it's coming in waves. Over the next six weeks, we'll receive wave upon wave upon wave. Don't get too familiar. Rush to get on the right side of the line. Press yourself out of observation. Get yourself into the kingdom, the government of God. Shake off religious observation. Demand that you have salvation. Demand it from God. Kingdom of God, come. Rule of God, come. Lord's anointing you. Lord's anointing you. He's taking out the good works of men, the good works of religion, and is filling you with power over the demonic realm. You've been called to cast out demons. If you're a guest, if you're new, and you want the blessing that's on this house, the blessing that has rested on this house for several decades, I want to invite you to come forward. We'll pray for you to receive the blessing that's on this house, that your house will be blessed.
Hi, guys. Come on, just stand up in front here, just facing us. You know, the house of God is not a house of control by men, but it is a house of control by God. God is the safest and the most dangerous person in the universe. <laughs> We've come to bless you, not curse you. We've been sent by the Lord to this region to bless families, bless people, not curse them. Show them the way out of curse and into blessing. And we pray now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's the blessing of God. It's not the control of men. Just let it flow into you. Let it flow into the deepest places of fear and insecurity. Fear, fear of one world government's coming off of you. It's coming off of you. God's bigger than the one world government. The fatherhood of God is coming on your life right now. From our house to your house, let there be a transfer of blessing, a transfer of understanding the authority of God. Every false teaching has distorted the authority of God in your life. Be cleansed. And come under the blessing of God Almighty. Father, we ask for an establishment of covering over these four that have come over, come, come forward. The covering of God the Father. Lord, we ask that it would travel down their natural lines to bless their children. That the curses that they dealt with as children would not pass to their children. Their children would have innocence.
scripture <clears throat> exhorts the members of the body to look on their pastors and desire to be like them. To have the stature to care for others as you see them caring for the flock. Right now, the grace, of, the grace of Christ is resting on this house to raise the level of shepherding in your heart. It says in Jeremiah that God is going to take one from the city, two from a country. He's going to add them to Zion. He's, he's adding people in ones and twos and threes. And he says, I will give them shepherds who will feed these that he's adding with understanding. <clears throat> right now, there are some of you who are feeling something from the Lord on you as I'm saying this. I just want to pray for you that the grace level for shepherding would rise in your life. Right now, the shepherding grace of Christ. Just powerfully descending from heaven to care. This shepherding grace will come and fill you up and enable you to step outside of yourself. This shepherding grace will compel you to step out and speak, care, provide leadership, even when another voice inside you is saying you're not qualified, you can't do it, you don't deserve it because of X, Y, or Z. Our pastors right now are going to be overloaded within the coming months. If there isn't another generation of those called to pastor, whether you have the term pastor or not, that's not the issue. But the Lord is going to be raising up twos and threes to come and surround our pastors. And you will say to them, teach me. Teach me what you know. This is what's been coming on you, Michael. Let it come. Let it break your heart. Break the wineskin of the administrator. It's not your calling. 
break that wine skin that's been put on you right now in Jesus' name. This demon that sought to define who you are, give you an identity to travel through this world to survive. I break survival off of you. The Lord's giving you a shepherd's heart. guys doing up front here it's hot good hot or bad hot good hot glad what about you Matt still what's your name ma'am Janelle nice to meet you how you how you feeling refreshed Thank you, Lord, for times of refreshing that come from your presence. We got to have it. we would wait on the Lord for hours and hours and hours letting his waves roll over us
like to share a little bit more from the word that I believe we need to position us rightly for this coming Saturday. Habakkuk says, Lord, look what's happened to the nation. Why don't you do something? He says, I am doing something. I'm raising up Babylon to be my instrument of judgment. After Habakkuk hears that, he goes, why are you doing that? Why are you allowing the beast system to take over? I don't like this plan, God. Why do you look, verse 13 and 14, why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than he? Why do you make men like fish of the sea, like creeping things that have no ruler over them? Why are you allowing Babylon, an evil, evil, corrupt, vicious nation, to be your instrument of judgment for people that are more righteous than them? That doesn't make sense, God. I don't understand what you're doing. I don't understand what's been happening in the world the last three years. Habakkuk then waits for God's reply. He says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what God will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. The Lord is calling you and us onto the rampart this week. Get yourself up on this bulwark. It's up on the rampart. The rampart is a, a mound that's to prevent a siege. Thank you guys for coming forward. We love you. I'm going to set myself on this protective barrier, this bulwark, this tower. The Lord is calling us this week to get into the tower. Get up on the tower. Get up on the bulwark and watch. Because God is giving answers this week. This week to what has been going on in the world for these last three years. Those who get up, those who take some time, and I'm just encouraging everybody to set aside some time as the Spirit instructs you. Set aside some time to pray and to fast. A day, a meal, two days, whatever. A special time of prayer. Get yourself up and listen to God. Fast. So that the way can be opened 
in the spirit for us to receive the answer of God. Let me tell you, Jesus is not building observational Christianity. That is not what Jesus is building. Jesus, a religious demon, is building observational Christianity. Jesus is building participatory Christianity, where a word comes out in a corporate context and the members hear, and then they take that before the Lord and say, instruct me on what this means for my life. They participate in the word. How many of you want to shake off observational Christianity, just shake that hearing wineskin off and become participatory in the work of God? Because this pattern of scripture is showing us what God is doing right now. And he's calling us up on a rampart, on a bulwark, into a tower, a stronghold, into Christ. You, you have to step up into Christ sometimes. You have to step out of, I don't know what to do, and just do it. <laughs> and in that place, Habakkuk says, I'm going to hear something from the Lord. So we are praying and fasting this week in preparation for our day of power. Because we're heading into a day of power, are we not? We just had a day of power right here. We are in a day of power heading to a day of power. It's remarkable. We're going to watch to see what the Lord will say. I just activate now in the spirit your visionary capacity. Conceptual hearing be plucked out by the sovereignty of God the Father. Conceptual hearing is a plant that was not planted by God, and it's being uprooted now, and a visionary capacity is coming. It's rising on all of us, so we can watch to see what God is saying. God speaks in pictures. So Habakkuk asks his questions, why aren't you judging? He says, I am judging. And then Habakkuk says, oh, I don't like your plan. Tell me more about this. I'm frustrated. And then God replies. Here's what he says in Habakkuk 2, 2, and 3. Habakkuk gets up on, on, into the tower to hear, and God answers and says, Write the vision and make it plain that he may run who reads it. The vision is for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. He says, write something down that a future generation will read it and they'll be able to run. I'm telling you what was written down in Habakkuk was written for us right here in this room in the 21st century. So we can read it and we're the generation that can run. I'm telling you, it was written for us. The things in this scripture have been written down by God for a people, for a generation, at a specific time in history, and we are that generation. According to Psalm 102, verse 13, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set 
appointed time has come. The nation shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth your glory. For the Lord shall build up Zion. He shall appear in his glory. This will be written for the generation to come that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. This is written for a generation to come that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. That song rushed through our church about two weeks ago and it's here right now because we are that generation. Paul says in Galatians 5 verse 7, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Who cut in on you and caused you to lose momentum? Who introduced the law into your life? Who told you that just based on your works? Something has been written down in the scriptures that we might read it and run. We might read it and have momentum. Could it be, could it be that there'll be a church in southeastern Michigan that will have momentum for generations, that will never lose their generation? Could it be that the apostolic preaching of the cross will transfer from one generation to another generation and that people, whoever gathers to that congregation, will never lose spiritual momentum? Because I'm telling you, all the things that have been written down in the scriptures, Hebrews eleven thirty nine. all these men... Like Habakkuk, they obtained a good testimony through faith. They didn't receive the promise. God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Habakkuk is waiting for us. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by all these great men of the scriptures and women, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. If I could give you a grace that was resting on me this week, I could feel the weights coming every day and I could feel the sin wanting to ensnare me every single day. But God in his grace gave me energy to run the race, to pursue Christ, to put off the weight, put off the sin. If that grace could come upon you, I would release it now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. My friend Randy and Debbie O'Dell at their church in Farmington, Freedom Gateway, he says they're experiencing a move of God in repentance from distraction. Father, in the name of Jesus, let that move that's on that congregation come to this congregation that we might be empowered by God to throw off distractions. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run 
with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He has won a place in the heavenlies for a people on the earth. I'm telling you, he got that place for a people, for a generation yet to come. There's a people who are going to live in heavenly places. There are going to be people that have the throne of God integrated with their life. It is a people. It is not a person. It is a people for a generation to come. He won that place for us. And now the writer of Hebrews says, you've come to Zion. We are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. The vision is for an appointed time. We don't do meetings to do meetings. God killed that. We do meetings because the Lord says, do this meeting. And we do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together when the Lord is calling a meeting. The vision is for an appointed time. At the end, it will speak and it will not lie. The vision is speaking. This is what God tells Habakkuk. Write it down that a people yet to come will be able to read it and run. And then he goes on and says, by the way, that Babylon thing, that the evil person thing, the evil nation, don't worry, I got it all covered. I'm going to punish them all. Every evildoer on the planet will be taken care of. Don't you worry about it, Habakkuk. That's the rest of Habakkuk 2. Then in Habakkuk 3, let's turn there and we'll close with this. Habakkuk is duly corrected. He says, I'm going I'm to get up on my rampart and see what the Lord says, and he'll correct me. God corrected him. He said, I got him taken care of. You don't worry about it. You just write the vision down. And then Habakkuk gets this great idea in chapter 3. He goes, write the vision down that a generation to come might run with it. Wait, I think there's been previous writers in past generations that you spoke to, that you caused them to write things down. I'm going to go back and get those things that have been written down, and I'm going to begin singing them. He gets the pattern of God for revival in the midst of the years. God has been producing a singing revival on us. Habakkuk, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shigianoth. Say Shigianoth. This is the key to revival. Shigianoth. 
can you last another 15 or 20 minutes? Yes. 70% of you can. The other 30, you're welcome to just go to sleep or leave. <laughs> Okay, shiggy enough. Shiggy enough. What is shiggy enough? The word is used in Psalm chapter 7, the intro to Psalm 7. It says, a shiggy enough of David, which he sang unto the Lord concerning the words of Cush, the son of Benjamin. A shiggy enough is some type of melody, some type of, of, of song pattern. So Habakkuk is writing a song. And he goes back and he begins re-singing elements of the song of Moses. He re-sings Deuteronomy 32, verse 2. He re-sings Psalm 18, verse 8, verse 10. Psalm 18, 33, 34. He re-sings Psalm 68, verse 25. He re-sings Psalm 68, 5, verse 34. He sings Psalm 77, 17 to 21. He says... Oh, Lord, verse 2, I have heard your speech, and I was afraid. Oh, Lord, what's the next word? Your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. And from there, he launches into these verses from the scriptures, and he sings, he re-sings them. Verse 3, God came from Timon, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand, and there his power was hidden. Before him went pestilence, and fever followed at his feet. He is re-singing Deuteronomy 33, 1 to 5. Look at this. Let's read it together. Now this is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, the Lord came from Sinai and dawned from, he shone forth from Mount Paran, and he came with 10,000 of saints. From his right hand came a fiery law for them. Yes, he loves the people. All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Everyone receives your words. Moses commanded a law for us, a heritage of the congregation of Jacob. And he was king in Jeshurun when the leaders of the people were gathered, all the tribes of Israel together. Habakkuk picks this up and begins singing elements of this verse. But he leaves out a very important word, Sinai. In chapter 3 of verse, in verse 3, he says, God came from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. He doesn't even mention Sinai. Yet Moses said, this is the blessing which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel. The Lord came from Sinai. And furthermore, this, verse, this word came in verse 3. This is very important is not past tense. It's the imperfect tense in Hebrew, and the imperfect tense means an action which is continuous. It's incomplete or open-ended. Rather than depicting an action as a single event, the imperfect depicts a continuing process. 
It is therefore typically translated as a present. He's running or a future. He will be running. The imperfect is most often treated as a present or future because it's easier to think of present or future events as incomplete and open-ended than it is to think of past actions that way. So Habakkuk says, Lord, revive your work right here in the middle of my years. God comes from Timon, doesn't came. He says, what you did back a thousand years ago in Moses' time, when you came on Mount Sinai, he said, the scriptures describe that, how many of you know the story when Moses received the law? God came down on that mountain, Right? Well, before he came down on that mountain, he was appearing and coming from around the geographic area. He was dawning, arising on the other mountains and regions, and then he came from those places and localized on Mount Sinai and gave them the law. Habakkuk says, Lord, revive your work in the middle of the years because you're about to visit us. You're going to come on this region. He says, he doesn't use past tense. This is the nature of God. God is a God who is visiting those who hear his word, who get up on the bulwark and listen to him. He says, I'm going to come. He's going to come like he came on Mount Sinai, but Habakkuk doesn't use the word Sinai. So there's some law that's going to be given that's not like Sinai. This is very important. This is key to revival. This is key that the ecclesia gets this and that we really push for this this coming weekend. Habakkuk 3.13 says, You went forth for the salvation of your people. For salvation, what's the words there? With your anointed. So, Habakkuk in this chapter is describing God's coming with the anointed, with Christ. He begins singing a song. The Lord is rising. The Lord's coming with his anointed one. And he's going to localize here, but it won't be like Sinai. There's some other distribution of the law. The law that has been powerless in our nation is somehow going to be activated again by the visitation of God. He's, he's speaking of Christ. He's speaking of a priest coming that's going to establish the law on the earth. This is what it says in Isaiah. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, come, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Hebrews 8. This is the main point of the things we're saying. 
We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of God, at the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister and a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after these days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind. And if you think this is just about us in the ecclesia, let's read on. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother saying, know the Lord, for all shall know me. From the least to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. The Lord spoke to us at the end of 2020. And here's some of the words he spoke to us back then. Come back to your covenant roots. You who have been strangers in the covenants of promise, I now call you near. I will even call historical documents to come alive and come near you. For I'm giving you the heritage of a nation that you might reap the future of the nation. The Lord is about to visit us and visit this region and visit this nation and give us the law. We are about to receive a revival of law in the United States of America. We are about to hook up with Christ in the order of Melchizedek, who won a place in the heavens to have a ministry on the earth. And his ministry was to pour out his spirit on people who don't know God, who are living in unrighteousness, and began writing the law on their hearts and their minds. The law which was powerless under the law is about to become powerful in the hands of Christ in the order of Melchizedek. The nation belongs to the Lord. I'm giving you the heritage of a nation that you might reap the future of the nation. For the nation belongs to the Lord. Do not forget this. The nation belongs to me, the Lord of the harvest. The gates of the harvest will be opening up to you. Continue in your war room. Continue in your tabernacle of David worship on Sundays. For these indeed are keeping the gates open and causing them to open wider. For I'm giving you body politic and I'm giving you the body of Christ. And the greater is the body of Christ. But I will join the two in my hands, and you will see the church raised up as Zion, and you will see the governments of this world begin to come under the government of the Lord and of his Christ. I don't have time to make the link real strong, but that's what Habakkuk was singing about. Habakkuk is singing. He's going back and he's taking 
the giving of the law and the power of God under the time of Moses. He's taking the greatest age of the kingdom of God on the earth in the time of David, and he's re-singing these words in his generation, and he's saying, what God did in the past, he is doing right now as I'm singing. God is coming. Our great challenge right now, at the end of this service, our great challenge at this time in history for you and for me is to throw off familiarity with the words and believe. Believe that God is coming like he did back in 1500 B.C., only this time, he's sending it through his son in heaven via the Holy Spirit onto pockets and regions all over the country. And as he's coming on universities here and universities there, he's beginning to write the law. He's beginning to rebuild the nation. And he's needing a people who will see it and sing it. He's needing a people who will have a special day of power and equipping and bring someone from California to help them just rise up a notch, rise up a level, and recover biblical citizenship. He's needing a people that will join that work with the tabernacle of David. We're that people. You don't exist for yourself. We don't exist for ourselves. We exist for the purposes of God and our nation. Are you ready to go to another level? Are you ready for grace, not just to touch you in power and come in and heal and deliver you, but are you ready for grace to come in you and give you new stature of citizenship? Are you ready to take a new level of stature in the state? Pastors, are you ready to disciple other pastors? Members of the body, are you ready to come alongside the new pastors that are being raised up that we might receive the harvest? Because I'm telling you, the Lord is reaching down with his finger. Flashes of lightning are in his finger. Horns, it says in the Hebrew, are coming out of his finger. The, the expressions of authority to cause nations and peoples to serve him is coming out of heaven. Let's stand up. Lord, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for the season of divine visitation that is upon us. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. I thank you that you're shaking us out of a self-centered way of living that we might rise up as Zion in this nation. Lord, we thank you for the finger of God that is coming down to write the law on men's hearts and minds. Lord, I pray you'd visit us this week with prayer and fasting that you would hook us up with the man you're sending on Saturday and there would be this apostolic connection even if he doesn't use those words. 
Lord, I pray for a divine flow from heaven that would cause a tabernacle of David move and a rising up of biblical citizenship to join together in this house. And you would do what you said you would do, is give us body politic and give us the body of Christ. Lord, put the spirit of Jacob, who became Israel, put that on every single one of us that we'd wrestle with the angel that you've sent us this service. I see an angel, I see a wrestling mat in your home. Lord, cause us to wrestle with your words, wrestle with your promises that have been written down for our generation. something the Lord's moving those under 25 with a hunger for knowledge about the founding of our country. All despisal of the founding of our country. I rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for a washing of the philosophies of this age that have robbed a generation of the awe of God, the respect of God, and how he was in the founding of our nation. I pray for the cleansing of the blood of Jesus. I pray you'd renew, Lord, a desire for men and women to be judges, senators, house of representatives, lawyers. All despisals of these offices, remove it from this house, Lord. Remove it from the next generation. Father, we thank you for the men and women that ran for office this year. Whether they, they won the race or whether they didn't run the race, we honor them and we thank you for the example of their lives. Oh, my goodness. Get ready. Get ready to lay hold of another element of nation building. That rod is coming out from heaven to us. Lord, I just want to pray in closing. I just want to pray. You, I, we must have your help. We must have your help. The spirit of the age has so caused generations, multiple generations to fall asleep and to give the nation over. We must have you stirring the waters. We must have you helping us lay hold of this rod of Jesse. 
Lord, take stupidity off of the generations. Restore intellect. Restore understanding and wisdom to a generation. Restore a hunger for knowledge that's born of God. The Lord's going to do a work that's going to astound us. It's going to be too good to be true. What's going to rise up out of our midst and out of the ecclesia in the state of Michigan? Oh, Lord, help us press this week. Help us not be asleep. Keep us awake. Send an angel to keep us awake over the next six days, Lord. I'm needing this. I'm asking for this, Lord. Lord, I, I see you just, just wanting to bring something into our assembly, and I'm realizing it's beyond our, 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 our current stature level, and we've got to grab hold of it, Lord. Lift us up into heavenly places where you are. Take us there, Lord. Help us cooperate. The Lord is, um, was just speaking to me as Pastor Pete was praying. He was saying there's an anointing to increase your, your capacity of understanding. Thank you, Lord. And so if you want that, put your hand on your head. I want that, Lord. Give me understanding. Lord, Give me wisdom. Give Lord, me knowledge. Lord, we fear you. And we recognize that... In our nation, which we have been a part, yes. we've lost the fear of you, and so we've lost the beginning of understanding, the uh, beginning yes. of wisdom. Yes. And Lord, um, as Pastor yes. Pete was praying, I just saw like uh, just wave after wave of intellectual capacity being washed away by the spirit of the age. And Lord, thank you, Lord. You're raising I it up. I thank you that you are restoring that. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. So God is giving you the capacity to think and understand things that you have not been able to understand. Thank you, Lord. And in the days and weeks and months to come you're going to even actually feel the expansion of your brain, your Thank understanding, you, your mind. It's going to come rapidly. The Lord says, don't be, don't be afraid to, to listen to things, to read things that are beyond your capacity because you're going to find that I'm opening your capacity. The Lord's saying, read. Yes. He's saying, read. Yes. He's saying, put down the electronic games yes. and read. Yes. He's restoring a capacity yes. for you to take in information and to read. Yes. Where you have been distracted yes. and your life's been out of balance. Yes. The Lord is coming now to increase you. Thank you, you know, if your life didn't matter, you could fill it with tons and tons of leisure time. Yeah. But your life matters. Yes. 
Yes. And this generation matters. Yes. And this nation matters. Yes. And the Lord needs you. And he needs your time. Yeah. Your energy. Your schedule. Ooh. So as I'm coming to rewire you intellectually, I am coming to Thank take you, over Lord. your schedule. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Speak, Lord. Because I want to use you as a congregation. But it cannot, I cannot use you if you go on with life as usual. So let me come in. And take over. Selah. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Surprising retention. Surprising retention, Thank says you, the Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord. As you read, whether it's a physical book or an audio book, as you read, God is saying, yeah. I'm giving you surprising yeah. retention yes. and the ability to yeah. understand you, and Lord. draw things, draw yes. connections. Yes. And, and then I will make connections within you and give you the capacity to verbalize. Yeah. Because I am rewiring you, yeah. says the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Lord's healing some learning, reading disabilities right now. If that's you, you feel fire on you, I encourage you to run up here right now. If you have fire on your head right now, the Lord's healing you. Yeah, if you've had a learning disability, come on up. Come on up. Come on, pastors. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for angelic power right now in the name of Jesus. To put broken things together. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Synapses that have not been firing right in the name of Jesus. A reading capacity, a speaking capacity. Stretch out your hands. God's about to do Fire some miracles God, right on. now. Thank you, Lord. Power. Power. Thank you for your angels, Lord. Patrick. Power yeah. coming on you right now to rewire your brain, your reading capacity, your understanding. God is at work right now in your brain. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. A curse is coming off of you now Healing. in Jesus' name. Healing. A spirit Healing of, of distraction that's been in your in brain is leaving right now. Lord. Curse is spoken over you as a child. 
rebuke them now in Jesus' name. Every demon that has been perpetuating those curses about your intellectual capacity, your vocal capacity, your leadership capacity, all of them break now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hunger, hunger for knowledge. Yeah, in the name of the Lord Jesus. The name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord rebuke you, every spirit of infirmity, in the name of the Lord Jesus. No. This one is purchased by the Lord himself. The blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus on you. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stretch out your hands and believe. Believe for a flow of miracles. Right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we lay our hands on you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Spirit of the Lord on you, vengeance. Spirit of the Lord on you, Patrick. Spirit of the Lord on you. 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 There's an anointing. There's a grace for pastors who want to be more apostolic. There is a pressing grace coming onto pastors who want increased capacity right now. Lord, still building the house. I'm telling you, we're moving into a kingdom age. Kingdom age. Kingdom age. Signs, wonders, and miracles done through the holy name of Jesus Christ, through the hands of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastor teachers. I speak a new dimension of the miraculous over your life. We're pressing in for it. Pressing in for it. Pressing in for it. Pressing in for it. You, you and your wife, in the name of the Lord Jesus, oil out of these hands in the name of Jesus. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Healing signs and wonders. It's in the earth already and we must have it here. Right now, John. Right now. Right now. Miracles through your hands.
there's, for those who press, those who wait, there's grace coming. There's another wave of fresh, fresh anointing. For those who wait, those who press. Those who wait, those who press. Those who wait, those who press. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Miracle signs and wonders through this prophet. Lord, give some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastor teachers. This is the pattern. This is the pattern. The Lord does this. The Lord does this. The cap that's been on your life breaks now in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, pastoral calls are just, just floating all over the room right now. In an apostolic pattern, those pastor teachers who want to be an apostolic flow, it is just coming like a river. If we'll press, if we'll wait. In the name of the Lord Jesus, honor the anointing. Honor the anointing. Honor the anointing. Get more, get more, get more. It is time to, to go to another level. Take more, Michael, take more. This wineskin is coming off. The wineskin. It's demonic. It's coming off. It's not neutral. The wineskin of the pastor. The wineskin of the shepherd. Right now, power over the demonic is, you're being infused with it, Michael. Things are shifting. Things inside are, are shifting. Things are moving out of the way, making room for Christ in you. Ways of knowing yourself, ways of speaking, ways of, of decisions about time. Don't go back. Don't go back to your old way of living. Once the anointing comes on your life, you've got to honor it more than anything. It can't be more important than a video game, than a social calendar. Honor the anointing that's on your life. Adjust your life to move in this anointing. Be disciplined. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be healed. Be healed now. As I touch your hand, be healed. You're going to do a lot better in your studies. Oh, thank you, Lord. The Lord's going to help you do your homework. Focus, focus, focus is coming to you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Power. Telling there's so much power in the room. It's by yeah. faith. It's not by feelings. Yeah. It's by faith. Yes. 
Learn how to press. Learn how to persevere. Learn how to move in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit come on you, on these worship leaders. The anointing of the Lord to teach you how to lead in the anointing. Be calm. Be calm inside. Move under the anointing. Give yourself to these things. Give yourself to these things. Jesus name. Jesus name. So Jesus name. God is wanting to deal Jesus with um, a lie of disqualification. There are some of you who didn't Jesus go on name. to college after high Jesus school. Name. And and Jesus. that has dogged you. Jesus. And the enemy has Jesus. like used it for to for disqualification. And the Lord is coming right now to break that off. So Get up here. I'm going to break it off of you. Because it's just a lie from the pit. So this is the Lord's instruction to you. Read and 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 read. And read and read and read and talk and read and talk and read. Don't just read. Talk and read. Talk and read. Talk and read. Because the Lord is increasing your capacity to understand. And many, many of our founding fathers were self-taught. And the Lord just imparts right now lifelong learning to break off the the... The, what the world would look at as a lack of degree. Listen, <laughs> the degrees that are coming out of the university right now are pretty much garbage. So, you know, you can go and learn all about, you know, all the garbage. Or you can be self-taught and increase in capacity and intellect under the spirit of the Lord. So I qualify you today in the name of Jesus. And I silence the enemy. Because the Lord now is increasing your intellectual capacity. In the name of Jesus. So the primary, the primary thing that you get in college is the ability to read and think and talk and read and talk and read and talk. You can do this at home. Increase now. Thank you. Increase Lots of professors. now. Lots of professors. There it is. It's coming off right now. Now in the Jesus name, name of Jesus. Jesus' name. In intellectual capacity. Let it, Jesus let name. it stretch Jesus' out. name. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, the disqualification breaks. It breaks in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you catching or receiving? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Don't forget to read and think and read and think and talk and read and talk yeah. and read yep. and think yep. and talk yep. and even write. Yeah. Write. Yeah. Write yeah. will writing helps with your read writing helps with your talking. Little less so doing. Don't resist writing. Yep. Like even like even keep a journal about what you're reading. Like I'm giving you the keys. I'm giving you the keys of being self-taught. The keys to lifelong learning. It's reading and writing and talking and reading and writing and talking. Don't back down. Don't back down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be educated. Be educated first in the word of God. So, and in the fear of the Lord so that he increases your understanding and your wisdom and your, your intellectual capacity. Thank you, Lord. You're never too old. Just break that rule, that lie as well. You're never too old. <laughs> yeah. You're only too old if you believe you're too old. Yeah. Demon of old age. Thank you, God. Okay, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God. You know, we need some deacons. We've got to have deacons. <laughs> got them. Deacons were these, these men kind of following the apostles, but that they ended up having their own sphere of incredible miracle-working power while they also served the administration and serving and miracles. Like, the Lord's about to hit some, some men and women with that thing. This is serious. Because the demonic is, is real. That deacon term is a New Testament term. 
And religion has just destroyed it. But it's essential. It's essential for the move of God in a region. I'm telling you, there's some young men, young women here. It's like the Lord's going to fill you with power over the demonic right now to preach in your sphere. Like I just, I want to lay hands on a few of you. Make your way up here if that's you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord, you are not, you are not boys. In the name of the Lord. Cast demons out. In the name of the Lord. Take it, take it, take it, take it. The demonic needs someone to rise up and challenge it. Yes. Who's, who's here for ministry? I don't know who's catching it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Delayed maturity. Another level of grace. Just knocking that out of our life. Yeah. You are not boys and girls. In the you know, name of Jesus. Our, our culture in the name of Jesus. views themselves as young for way in the name of too Jesus. long. You are well qualified if you the know the Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus. Preach, cast yeah. out demons. The Heal. name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Power over the demonic. The name of Jesus. The gospel. The mysteries of the gospel. Mysteries of the gospel. Preach in your sphere. Wave of revelation is coming right now. Wave of revelation is coming on you. Women preachers. Preach it in your sphere. Waves of revelation. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord. The name of the Lord. That's right. That's right. You've been rescued for a purpose. Oh! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yes. 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 Press in. Press in. Press in, man. Press in. Press in. Put some pressure in the spirit. Put some pressure in the spirit. Push back. Push back on those demons that start to run your life. Push back on the demons. In the name of the Lord. 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 In the name of Jesus. Push back on the demonic. In the name of the Lord. Horns, horns are coming out of his hands right now. Horns are coming out of the hands of Christ. To give you power and authority over the demonic. No more being pushed around by the demonic. No more being pushed around by the demonic. A whole whole congregation of deacons 
helpers, servants, preachers, administrators in power. Yeah. This is not your father's church. This is not your mother's church. In the name of Jesus, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out from every geographic location. Be right where you are. Be right here. The assignment is to be here, not somewhere else. That's where the power is. The power's in the assignment, the geographic assignment. Find your assignment. Find your assignment. Be done with confusion once for all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Signs and wonders. Don't go back to the old way of living. Don't go back to the old way of living. Power of God. Power Anoint of God. them. Anoint them. Power of God. For their sphere. Here comes another wave of the power another of God. For your sphere. Resting on you. Take another wave. Take another anointing. Take another download. Take another download. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sons and daughters Thank will you, prophesy. Lord. Give yourself to these things. Speak the truth. Preach the word. Cast out demons. Heal the sick. Here it is. Preach the word. There's power. That's it. That's Speak it. the truth. That's it. It's real. Speak it's from the gospel. Christ. It's from Christ. It's from Christ. Break demonic strongholds. Cast out demons. Heal the sick. Yeah. There it is right now. Yes. Yes. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Throw off Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. A nice, polite Jenna is coming off. Yes. Yes. The power of God is on you, Jenna. Yes. 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 Speak the truth. That's it. Thank you, God. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. There it is. Give her words. Give it. 
Yes. Yes, that's right. The demon that stole her voice, now out in Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your love, for Jenna, for the power of your blood. Yes, we agree. We agree with what you're doing in Jenna. Yes. Yes, give her her voice. Thank you, God. Yes, in Jesus' name. Exercise, exercise, exercise. Exercise that voice. Exercise volume. Exercise volume. Speak up, fill the room. Thank you, Lord. Exercise, exercise, exercise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your power coming on Ryan and on Hannah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for it coming on Brad. Lord, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Power of God. Thank you, God. Thank you for your presence on Marvelin. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Release their voice. Thank you, God. Yes, it is. Yep. 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 Right now, power is coming on you to strip old Emma off. It's the power of Christ. Ways you've agreed with old Emma and didn't even know it. Power is coming to separate you. Yep. Yep. yours. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name. Deacon. Deacon power. Like Philip, like Stephen. There it is. Lord's not raising up owners of gyms. He's raising up deacons. Who happened to own a gym? Power over the demonic. Yes. 
power of the demonic filling your lives. People are going to come in to your sphere, your coaching sphere, and the demons are going to roll off. They will like, what is going on with me? They have no idea. They're clueless. Yeah, I'm just hearing secret weapon. Yeah. yeah. Secret weapon. Yes. Secret weapons. Whoa. Secret weapons. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's the gospel disguised as a gym. Yes. It's this it's the pastoral. <laughs> disguised. His health training. <laughs> yes. Lord says, I'm, Lord says, I'm, my anointing is upon you to bring healing and deliverance. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lord says, keep me as priority and I will always provide for you. Always. Always. Take your portion. The Lord's distributing his gifts today. Take your portion. Remarkable. Remarkable. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that all the revelation of the scriptures would turn yes. into power yes. to build up the body, yes. deliver the demonized. Yes. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus, conceptualism yes. is broken in the name of the Lord. Builder, builder, builder. Yeah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. Lord is blowing inside you. I see deep, uh, like billows into sails. Lord says, I'm blowing out your capacity to receive my spirit. Receive revelation. Like a Heading into a day of power. With huge sails. That's where we're going. We're going into a day of power. Go your oars. Yes. <laughs> we're not going wow. to a day of concept. We're not going into a day of empty training. We're going to a day of equipping. Thank you, Lord. For your power. 
Thank you, Lord. You know, in the Lord's kingdom, no one knows nothing. Even as he raises up spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding, we know nothing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Thank you for your power distributed. Thank you for your gifts distributed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your hand in the secret place of your power. The rays and horns that come out of it to impart authority and power to your people. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, you are God. We worship you for your stretch out hand. Yes. 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 Lord, you're giving gifts. You're giving gifts, Lord. Yes. You give gifts. You raise up men and women as gifts. And you fill them with gifts. Thank you, Lord. We receive your gifts. Yes. yes. Lord, I hold out my hands and say, I receive a gift. Yes. <laughs> fill in the yes. gaps, Lord. Fill in the gaps, Fill in Lord. what's missing. Yes. Fill, fill us up, gaps. Lord. Receive your gift. Yes. Thank you, Lord. 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 Jesus, worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, we worship you. Our allegiance is to you, Lord. Steadfast, clinging to you all throughout the day, taking your cross to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Bree, I just see a funnel over your head. The Lord is saying, I'm pouring out on you right now. Mm -hmm. My grace, my love, my power. Pouring right into your body. Thank you, Everything Lord. that you need. Right now, strength in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I break the power you, of darkness and yes. depression in yes. Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. I speak healing into your body. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So loved. Valued. Cared for Thank by you, the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for setting captives free. Thank you for breaking oppression, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We would suffocate without your power. That's the truth. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, meant to breathe your air. Without your power, we would be crushed. Yes. Underneath. Yes. The darkness of this age. Yes. You rise up within us, and we're so grateful. Yes, so grateful, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Power of your presence. Thank you, Lord. Holy Shalya Mosolia Bashana Makashi Days of heaven. Teach, Lord. Raise up apostles, Lord, that know how to work with you to keep the heavens open over a people and over a region. Thank you for Apostle Jonathan David, Lord, that you've used, Lord, to instruct and equip me. Thank you for him, Lord. Thank you, So value your presence, Lord. Yes, we do, Lord. Yes. Uh. 
You're the cornerstone, elect and precious. And what you do is precious, Lord. More precious than gold. Thank you. Lord, we look forward to your return, to your physical appearing, and the summing up of everything when you come out of the clouds. We look forward to this. Between now and then, just keep increasing the outpouring of your spirit in accordance with that day. Lord, put, put our assignments on each one of us or for prayer, yes. fasting. Yeah. Distribute that according to your will, yes. what's appropriate for each one. Yes. Where there's grace. Lord, protect anyone from religious, something religious, Lord. Let there be done by yes. your spirit today. Yes. House of prayer these next six days. Sure. Am I praying or am I just saying have a good week? I think you're praying and saying have a good week. Okay. <laughs> Lord, I pray that you would speak to each of us regarding um, fasting this week. And you would keep it from being a religious demon. Like, help us to hear you. Yes. in whatever capacity you want us to respond. Yes. Yes. 
Speak clearly, Lord. You know exactly how to speak to each person. So speak, and as we know it's you, we will obey and fast and seek your face, Lord. And I pray that you would prepare us all week. I just, right now I'm just seeing like um, a riverbed being scooped out. And Lord, we are the riverbed for what you're going to do next Next weekend. Yes. Next Saturday. Is it Saturday? Saturday, yeah. And, and Sunday. Lord, you are scooping us out. Make, make us a wide and deep riverbed for what you're, what you're going to pour out. Fill our homes with worship, Lord. Lord, you've spoken so many things in this service. I pray that you would bring them back to mind. And I exhort you to talk about it. Yeah. Talk about, talk about the sermon. Talk about the teaching. Talk about the words that opened up. Talk, 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 talk. Talk about it. So, Lord, as we talk about it, I pray you'd increase our capacity to communicate. Fill this week with your presence. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would be preparing everyone who will be coming for next week. Just draw the right people here. Lord, I pray that your hand would be on Rob McCoy. Yes. And on Pastor Pete, who will be both who will be speaking. Yes. And on Pastor Grandy as he's preparing the worship and on the worship yes. team. Just just yeah. the whole thing. Let your presence rest yeah. strongly yes. all week. Yes. So that as we come together it for next weekend, it truly is a weekend of power. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Let it rock this state. Yes. Amen. And have a good week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed wrestling with the Word and the Spirit as you engaged with this message. For more information, please visit our website at www.metrodetroit.org. And have a great week.